Welcome to the Sensual Power Podcast. This is a podcast for women, AFAP people, and anyone looking to learn more about generational trauma, childhood trauma, narcissistic abuse, sacred sexuality, and healing any wounds around money, sex, relationships, self, and doing expansion work with that. Everything that I'm talking about is based on my own experiences of healing and the work that I do with my clients. Keep in mind, though, I am a cis white woman, so the views that I express do come with a sense of privilege, and if harm is done, I am always willing to repair harm, so please reach out if that happens. Otherwise, stay tuned and listen to your next episode right now. Welcome back to the Sensual Power Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Valerie Schrader. Today, we are going to talk all about tensing to orgasm, faking orgasms, and how that's trauma response and how to start working through that. Now, a note with this. If you have done this, I want you to give yourself a lot of compassion and don't freak out because this is actually really common. I see so many people, even if they did not experience a lot of childhood trauma or like narcissistic abuse growing up still do this even for those that didn't grow up with a lot of religious shaming although let's be honest here a lot of us have instances of growing up with like narcissistic emotionally immature parents or some religious shaming societal shaming especially if you're a woman or afab so (laughs) even though i'm saying this can be due to other factors a lot of us experience it because of these things also If you're interested in like really diving into working through this so that you don't do these things and you also develop better communication practices, better relationship practices, feeling more empowered in your body, your sexuality, your relationships, all of that, if you want to work on those things, I highly encourage you to check out Unleashed. It is a six-week program starting on May 8th with my friend and fellow coach, Melissa Lee. Uh, We're going to take you through the process of combining somatic trauma work through the IFS methods that I use, embodiment work, sacred sexuality work, and erotica writing prompts because we wanted to create something that was based, one, on what we both used to work through a lot of these issues or all of these issues, and two, something that was more fun and unique than your normal just sit there and talk about your problems. Not saying that's bad, but if you've been listening for a while, you know, I'm not a huge talk therapy person because it never worked for me. And many of my clients and many of Melissa's, they went to talk therapy for years and it was not nearly as effective as taking the somatic approaches that we both use. So check that out. That's in the show notes. There's payment plans open. It's a self-guided program, but we also have um, Q&A calls where we're going to offer some support and coaching. We have private groups so that you can also get even deeper support. You get lifetime access to everything, all of the trainings. And it's just going to be a really great and unique place to work on this stuff and to give yourself better and you deserve better. So, you know, go check it out now. Now, let's dive into this more. Okay, so when we fake orgasms, when we tense our body to orgasms, we could go off of the whole implication, you know, the whole, the whole idea first of like 
Faking is really not giving ourselves and our partners the opportunity to actually help us enjoy and feel pleasure in bed. And that's definitely true. But there's also some reasons that we need to understand why we do this. I consider this to be one of the biggest signs of people-pleasing within a sexual relationship, right? And this can even be with yourself. And I want to give you some of my own personal story and then some client work and some tools to work on this. So when we've grown up with parents that maybe have really taught us to believe that our pleasure, our happiness, and I'm not talking about sexual pleasure, but I'm just talking about pleasure in life. We've grown up with parents that have always taught us that everything revolved around them and our happiness was based on what kind of mood they were in, how they felt, or maybe again, if you experienced a lot of religious shame or, you know, societal shaming, right? Um, I have tons of clients that grew up in the South in the US and there's that whole stigma in society that you should be ladylike. And that's pretty much everywhere. I grew up in the Midwest, so it's still here, but I feel like a lot of people, a lot of my clients in the South experience that's heavier. Or again, culturally, depending on your culture, right? You should be pure, you should be innocent, you should be chaste, virginal, which... I mean, we could get into the whole fact that virginity is a social contract. It's not a real thing. Um, but all of that, we are taught from a very young age. When we're taught that, when we grow up with parents where, you know, if if they're in a good mood, then we get to be in a good mood. If they're in a bad mood, we have to kind of tiptoe around that. If they want something for us or if they decide we're going to do something, we're going to wear something, we're going to go someplace, we're going to try something, right? We're going to eat something. It's all based on what they want, what they feel, how they want it to go. And we don't get a whole lot of say so in that. What it does is teach us that every bit of our happiness is determined by someone else. And that's not us, right? We don't get to control that. Everybody else tells us whether we should be happy, sad, ashamed, you know, how we should act, how we should um, monitor ourselves, how we should mirror them, how we should, you know, change our own behaviors and reactions to things based on what's going to be better for them. Like we do this. And it puts a lot of pressure on us to constantly perform. But what it also does is make us feel as if we don't get to have a say-so in what we experience. And that can be in so many different ways, right? It's not just in bed, but it's in so many different ways. So if we're looking at sex-wise, you know, one, we don't feel like we're in control of our own experiences. Somebody else is. (laughs) And two, if we are feeling like we need something or want something, we're constantly worried about upsetting a partner and maybe making them feel bad, right? I mean, I I cannot tell you the amount of experiences that I had where I wasn't enjoying what was being done to me. And it wasn't even necessarily that like the whole experience, like the sex itself was non-consensual. It was just like, what they were doing was not good for me. I mean, I've literally had moments where 
a partner has, you know, been like rubbing me raw or not even on my clit or um, just pounding away or like trying to go at me too fast before I was ready. But I went along with it because I didn't want to upset them. I didn't want them to feel bad. And again, I'm not talking about the moments where uh, it didn't feel consensual or I did things because I was afraid of being harmed because I've also experienced that. I'm talking about those moments where I just didn't want to make my partner feel bad and I didn't want them to feel like, you know, their ego was hurt by anything. So I just kind of went along with things. But I also always felt like a partner was the person that was in charge of whatever I experienced. I always felt like my partner was the person to go to to receive pleasure and that I just needed the right partner, right, that that would actually help me enjoy it. Except it never happened. So instead of me speaking up and saying, hey, I need you to slow down or hey, that's too rough or whatever else it was I was experiencing, I kept it all to myself. And I did that for so many years that what I noticed is I, I, I would experience feeling touch, but I wouldn't, right? It, it was like I was there but I wasn't. I, I remember for years, like even just to to give you an example of that outside of like genital stimulation, um, anytime a partner would touch touch my breasts or anything like that, I was aware that they were doing it. And I was aware that like sometimes like my, you know, my nipples would become hardened and aroused, right? But I didn't really feel it. It, it was like I was there, but I wasn't there. This is uh, often referred to as derealization, where you're like, you're there, but you're not there. And it's a trauma response. I was disassociating from what was going on around me, and I would do it all the time. So I would be kind of there, but I kind of wasn't. And at the same time, I would then get in my head a lot, because again, I was nervous about disappointing a partner or anything like that. So, you know, I was was kind of feeling things, but I kind of wasn't nothing was really happening and then I would start to feel a lot of anxiety and a lot of panic because I wasn't getting there right I wasn't I wasn't getting to the climax and it made me really nervous because of course like if a partner is also telling you like I want you to come or come for me or whatever you know whatever things get said right (laughs) I feel like we've all heard at least some variant on that Every time that would happen, I would feel even more anxiety. It was already building up, but I would feel even more. And then I would start to freak out because I wasn't getting there. And I wasn't really aware of what was happening to my body. And I wasn't comfortable or secure enough to feel like I could say anything. And so what I would start to do is fake it. Like I played porn star actress so well <laughs> like for so many years. In fact, like I didn't even have my first orgasm until I was about 28, 29. Um, simply because, again, like I wasn't exploring my body on my own. I had no idea what I actually liked or wanted. I just know, knew if something didn't feel good. And then I would find myself checking out. You know, again, I I was 
completely unaware of what it felt like to explore my own body because what I had also been taught by my mom, this is something that she did teach me, was that you should know what your vulva looks like to know if something is wrong with it. That was it. That was the only message. So it wasn't even so far as like, again, some of my clients grew up with like very harsh, like don't touch your body, don't look at it. It's dirty, it's sinful. And then when you have marriage, have sex. Because of course, it's always going to be heterosexual sex and um, a heterosexual relationship. And if you touch yourself, if you masturbate, you'll go to hell. Or, Or I've heard like the whole like, you know, fucking hair growing on your palms or whatever like all of the crazy things that get taught I wasn't taught that but what I was taught was only look at yourself to know if something is wrong and then when you're in love then you do that for like to be in a relationship and the message that kind of translated to me is like when you're in love you have to give this to your partner um And then I also watched a very volatile relationship with my mom and stepdad. And when I was growing up, when things were really violent, they both drinking, you know, they come home, they get in this massive fight. And um, what would happen is at some point in this fight, because they were drunk, like, and I'm, I'm talking about like physically violent toward each other. And I would see this in witnesses. And then my stepdad would want to have sex with my mom. And, like, I wasn't even aware of totally what that was at that point. I just knew what it was. And I, unfortunately, had my own experience of being assaulted as a kid. But, like, again, I didn't have a full understanding of sex. But I kind of knew enough. Um, He would want sex. And she would always give in to him. So, like, this, I, I recognized that everything was dangerous. Everything was volatile. And you just give in, right? And again, all of my happiness was dependent on her mood, every bit of it. And what she wanted for me, how how I ate, how I dressed, everything, all of that was determined by her and I never got a say-so. So all of that was in there and it was influencing how I showed up with my partners in and out of bed. But in bed, I would get so anxious, worrying about upsetting them, worrying about making them feel bad that they didn't get me there. So what would I do? I would fake it. I would put on my best porn star, you know, vocal routine and fake it. And I did it for years. And because I had not explored my own body because I thought like, okay, well, that's not, that's not necessary. And somebody else should be in charge of that. Like I literally, anytime I was in a relationship, that was when any type of sexual pleasure was experienced and it wasn't great. <laughs> it just wasn't great. It wasn't good most of it. Or it wasn't always consensual. Or it wasn't... It was never about me actually enjoying it. It was about me faking enjoyment to make them happy. So they would love me and they would stick around. And of course that didn't work out. And the other problem was... Is like with all of the tensing that I was doing. Like I was literally forcing my body to try to climax so it's squeezing squeezing my muscles in my pelvic floor and what I didn't realize I was also doing is creating some pelvic floor issues now I've had other issues with my pelvic floor due to injuries from teaching pole and aerial for years and having some pretty bad falls but that was all adding to the issues that were already there 
Like I was tensing my body so much all the time and I was tensing it to try to fake the orgasm and then I was tensing my body all the time unbeknownst to me because I was not aware of when I did not want to be touched and I was allowing myself to be touched. I was allowing myself to be penetrated or anything like that when I didn't want to be and that wasn't even just in bed that was literally like in hugs or kisses or caresses that was anytime I went to get my pelvic floor exams right I never got to check in with myself to see uh, am I okay what do I need to feel relaxed what do I need to feel safe doing this I, I just never got that you know in my first my first um OB he what he was a man and never asked for consent with anything it it just was all like you're here you're gonna get it and that's it and just as simple as that just as simple as like getting a checkup and it's not simple in that like it doesn't make a big deal to actually be asked for consent but I'm just saying like as simple as just taking the time to ask your fucking patient like are you comfortable for me to begin the exam what do you need right that could have made such a big difference. But again, we don't experience that in our society. And then even like with a partner, right? You know, I would let my partners like grab my butt, grab my boobs, touch me, whatever, anytime they wanted, whether or not I wanted them to. And I never spoke up no matter how much it did. So I was always on guard. And all of that was just putting constant pressure on my body. Like it was causing physical issues such as like overactive bladder because that's a thing that happens. And it's not just from having a baby. It's literally also from constantly tensing your pelvic floor Um, or, you know, waiting to go to the bathroom and stuff. But again, for me, it was more of like I was constantly tensing and I couldn't relax because I just never checked in to see if I was comfortable with anything I was never taught to either because again even something as simple as like what I ate I never got a say so and if I liked it or not it was just fed to me and I never got to say hey I don't like this it was you're gonna eat it right this is it and that sounds so like far away from any issues sexually but again like the more often you are taught that you don't have a say so about anything it teaches you to feel like you don't have a say so in anything later, right? So I dealt with this for years. And then it got to the point where I felt so broken in my body and abnormal. I wanted to experience pleasure. I wanted to experience an orgasm because like I said, I hadn't even had one until I was 28 or 29. And I knew that it wasn't happening with a partner and I finally got brave enough. I mean, you know, I was, I was a former stripper, nude model, teaching pole and aerial and sensual movement for years. And it just, I felt like such a fraud because I couldn't even do this one thing. And like everybody always saw me as this super sensual, sexy person. And yet (laughs) I couldn't even have an orgasm, right? And it felt so embarrassing and I felt like such a fraud anytime I was teaching sensual movement and stuff and and empowering people because I didn't feel that empowered in my body. So I got my first vibrator. Um, There was a local lingerie and toy store that opened up and I'd made friends with the owner. I bought my first vibrator. 
and I started using it and I remember the first time I used it like I had my first orgasm and I was like holy shit that's what that feels like um but the thing was is I I still was tensing my body in fact I was clenching hard to help it come like I, I remember talking to my friends about this a lot I'm like do you ever like squeeze your butt and your thighs so hard to come like they're literally sore from it and you know we were all joking like oh yeah not realizing like um yeah that's a problem you know you, you shouldn't need to do that and again this is no shame if you do do that it's no shame if that's the only way you orgasm but look at where you do that as a form of people pleasing especially when it comes to partners because that's what I didn't realize I was doing again I was disassociating and I was checking out and then my body was always on guard and I and at the same time I was putting so much pressure on it to experience something to make somebody else happy that even when I was doing it by myself what the real goal was out of that and this is what I had to admit to myself later was Yes, I was trying to experience the orgasm by myself, but my goal was to fix my broken body so that way, whenever I was with a partner again, it would just all work out, right? I would just suddenly be able to climax, and then my partners would know I would like they would somehow it would make the relationship work because in my mind. I had this belief that, like, the real reason things weren't working is because I wasn't sexually um, enough for them as I thought I was, and that they could sense my inability to come, and that's why they didn't want to be with me, and that would leave. Well, there was a lot of other deeper issues going on, but that, it was also about, like, I wasn't letting anybody know me, I wasn't letting anybody in truly to know me in order to give them the opportunity to pleasure me and that's not just in bed but out of bed like in a relationship I just was not tapped in or tuned in enough to allow that because I was terrified of making them upset in any way or doing something wrong being wrong in some way and then them not wanting me because my whole life was spent (laughs) being like that even as a kid so here I was experiencing my first orgasm and many after that but again I had to tense my entire body up to do it and it was literally just adding to the pelvic floor problems I was experiencing and keeping in mind I also had a ton of sexual trauma history at that point so it wasn't exactly making it any better and it was it was really really hard at some point to admit like I still even as I was experiencing this orgasm like I still wasn't really aware of touch and pleasure in my body like I was at the point where like yeah I I could I could force the the stimulation enough to have like that clitoral orgasm but like feeling the nuance of touching around my vulva or around my body or anything like that I still had no real sense of what was going on there like I still had no real connection to what I felt because I was disassociating and I mean 
again, my background is in psych and women's gender and sexuality. So it was also really hard to understand, like, after I figured out that I was disassociating, like, how the fuck could I have all of this knowledge and still be here and still be struggling? Well, I was because, again, conditioning, right? You could know a million things and still have your conditioning outweighing what you actually experience. And I'm proof of that. (laughs) Every single one of my clients is proof of that. I have clients that are absolutely brilliant people. I have had many clients that are therapists themselves and they're freaking brilliant and they're still struggling and they know what they need to do for themselves. They know what they need and yet they can't get there alone, right? So also keep in mind, like even if you know that why you're doing what you're doing is there, because again, I have also a lot of clients that spent years in talk therapy. So like they know these are the problems I have. This is the root of them. There's still not an actual solution being made to do something different, right? So I knew all of this. And it was frustrating by the time I realized, like, oh, this is why I'm still doing this. This is why I'm disassociating. And then even when I was actually having orgasms with partners, it was still very few and far between. And again, it was with a lot of tension in my body, a lot of force for it to happen, And it was just frustrating. And I finally got to the point where I recognized there was going to be no magical partner that was going to come along and make everything right. And I desperately wanted that. That's what I had been hoping for my whole life. Because again, everything about happiness was about other people get being happy. And then I get to be happy because they're happy, right? But it wasn't working out like that. Nothing was working out like that. And of course, all of the relationship issues were there. All of those issues were still within me. And it just, I felt so defeated. But at the same time, I was so frustrated by it. And I had finally started dealing with a lot of the trauma that I had experienced and gone to therapy for that. That I wanted something different. So at the... Um, agreement with my therapist who is a somatic therapist I signed up for a program pretty much just like Unleashed except there's a lot of added work that we're doing that it was not in this program like you know again Unleashed we're doing like all of the IFS work and the um, the erotica prompts and things like that But it was essentially a program to work on reconnecting with your body. In particular, it was for women and AFAB people. So it was reconnecting with your vulva, learning to explore it, learning to feel pleasure within it um, for orgasm. So I signed up for this program. And I started exploring my body. But what I learned I had to do was... Put aside the vibrator. Not that vibrators are bad. Use use whatever you want. But I had to do that because I was in a pattern of using a particular stimulus in a particular way to just get a quick result. Except I was still not fully in my body. I still felt very disconnected from what I felt in my body. Or what I was experiencing. So I had to put that aside. And I just had to explore touch. So if you're listening at this point and you're like, okay, 
I am recognizing that I do the same fucking thing as you. Holy shit. I had no idea. This is why I was doing this. Um, it's okay. <laughs> We're here together. We're doing this together. Maybe not the actual work together but you know we're like we're in this together it's okay so what has to be done first is I had to stop trying to create orgasm in my body which is why I said I had to stop trying to use the vibrator or using the vibrator to get there I stopped dating for a while Um, Because I also realized not only did I not know how to express what I needed to actually relax into an orgasm and feel my body completely, but I also had no fucking idea what type of relationship I wanted because I tried the whole marriage thing, the whole, you know, living together, all of that stuff and never worked out right and never felt right. And I thought it was just, I was broken or whatever. And yes, there was a lot of trauma, which was making it very hard for me to deeply connect with somebody. Because again, I was just keeping everything in. Because that's what you do when you are used to having to monitor your own behavior to make somebody else happy, right? But I I took a break from being in a relationship. And no... You do not have to do this to work on this, okay? I have tons of clients that I have worked with them while they were in a relationship, while they were dating, while they're married, and it's all still possible. You do have to dedicate some time solo, though. That's That was the key for me, and that's been the key for my clients because having that person there, especially when you tend to internalize pressure to perform it's really hard and we have to kind of take a step back and work on our own before we can work with them. Now, sometimes, sometimes it is possible to work with your partner on this together. And if so, that's fucking amazing. I applaud you. I still encourage you to spend some solo time as well because you should get to explore your body for your own pleasure, for your own enjoyment, not just to know if something's wrong with it, but because it's yours, it is yours and you deserve to enjoy it in all ways, right? So what I had to do was essentially step back from all of that, take orgasm off the table. I had to completely take it off the table as a non-goal. And there were times where, you know, I ended up <laughs> um, still like getting there. But it was more of like the intention was to not do that, right? So I I started exploring just touching my body and understanding what I felt and like trying to feel my body. And what I learned first is like I couldn't come anywhere near my breasts or my genitals or anything like that first because anytime I did again I was starting to go into that derealization and disassociation and it wasn't working out well so what I did do was I just explored like anytime I was in the shower or like getting out of it putting lotion on my body doing my skincare routine like 
as I was rubbing things in or as I was washing, like, I intentionally just noticed, like, and closed my eyes and was like, what do I feel? And I would name what I felt. So, like, I can feel my fingertips grazing across my arm. I feel the little hairs on my arm as I go in the opposite direction of them. And I feel the pressure of my fingertips gliding across my skin I notice that I like the sensation better when there's lotion there versus when there's not or you know I can feel that little like bump on um my my arm from a past injury you know like a scar or whatever like things like that I had to just start noticing what I felt and naming it out loud so that I could get used to like just understanding what I felt and and that I was aware of sensation I was I was still connecting to my body right and I spent months doing that because for me I had built up such a big wall and uh, such a big trauma response within my body that I couldn't move past like just exploration now I was able to get to the point of like caressing my breast or my inner thighs in that until I finally got to the point of exploring my genitals and then again it was just starting to explore what it felt like to physically touch and naming what I felt where I felt it and how I felt it and then as I started doing that I was also checking in every time and this was the important thing every single time I was doing this I was checking in and asking am I okay with this do I like this or do I feel uncomfortable with this? And if I would notice like my heart starting to tense up or my chest tensing up, my belly tensing up, my heart rate going a little faster, my throat closing or anything, or like that's that, you know, like that innate feeling of like, I want to get up, I want to run away, or um, I feel like I want to cry or be angry or whatever. I was paying attention to that and understand and like trying to figure out like okay why do I feel like this like do I not feel comfortable with being touched or do I need something or am I is something moving through me right because a lot of times there was something that some type of leftover trauma and it wasn't necessarily like you know assault trauma it was just like trauma from years of not feeling seen of heard of everything, of feeling like I had a voice within my body, I had connection to my body, that's what it felt like. So I I spent a long time doing that. And I know you're probably thinking like, oh my God, you said you spent like months doing this? I don't want this to take forever. Well, it may not take that long for you. I, I had to move really slow because there was so much built up within me that I didn't really have an option any other way. Um... But then when I was ready to actually start exploring like pleasure, I had to kind of take that process and then again, like figure out how, what I needed to like turn myself on to actually like get my body interested in, in exploring like orgasmic pleasure. So like, do I like to ha- to caress my breast? Do I like a breast massage? How do I like to touch my body? What do I need to stimulate my mind and my body? Because pleasure is more than just the physical it's that emotional and mental aspect so I had to start exploring that a little bit and just getting creative and you know like 
trying out like do I like to listen to erotica do I like to read it do I like to touch myself in a certain way do I need to dance what do I need like where do I like to be touched how do I like to be touched I literally had to do like my own self-experiment with this because I had no idea I had no idea what I really liked and what I thought I liked it turned out was not what I liked at all um sometimes but but most often what I was learning is the way that I actually like to be touched and even embrace or, you know, a hug or whatever is completely different than I thought. And then of course, when it was sexually related, way different than what I thought I actually enjoyed. And, you know, I, I still like to mix things up a lot, but like the whole approach that I have to how I like to be touched, how I like to be pleasured and everything is so different. And this is what I learned from this whole process. And then again, I was always checking in like, am I yes to being touched? Am I a no to being touched? And then as I was exploring, when I was a yes to like pleasure and experiencing and exploring pleasure, anytime I started to notice myself going out, like being disconnected, right? Like feeling like I wasn't really experiencing what I was feeling or Anytime I noticed that I started to tense, I completely backed off or stopped. And to the point that I would recognize and my body was trusting me and understanding like, I am going to honor you. I'm going to listen to you when you say you're not ready or when you say no, I'm going to listen. And that's also why it took months too. Because for me, it took so much rebuilding of trust within my body that I had honestly never really had that I needed that time because for a while all I would hear is like when I would even like get close to like trying to create um stimulus to my genitals like to my vulva or anything like that I I would hear this like internal no I am no I don't want that so I would have to back off and stop or when I was okay like again as sometimes I would try to go a little bit further and it just never felt safe for a while so I would hear that no and I would back off and then anytime I was willing to go a little bit further or was open to going a little bit further if I tried to push too fast into it again if I heard the slow down or like no I backed off and I would be able to assess like am I actually able to jump back in if I slow down or what And I did this for months until it got to the point where I could actually get to, you know, fully enjoying, fully exploring orgasmic pleasure. And then I had probably the most mind-blowing orgasm of my life. I've had many sets, but I think just that one because I had never experienced what it was like to not need to tense my body at all to experience an orgasm it was the most intense incredible thing in my life because I felt so in my body and I could I could sense things that I had never sensed before like the way that it rippled throughout my entire body the way that I felt like even just the uh, the hairs on my arms stand up or like this like tingly chill that would run through my chest and the way that like my legs felt like they were vibrating or my arms felt like like 
my whole body felt that. It was something I'd never, ever experienced before. I didn't even know it was possible for me. Like, I knew it was a thing that was possible, and I knew other people that experienced it, and I could actually even at that point explain to somebody, like, how to help themselves get there, but I couldn't do it yet until that moment. And it was the most incredible experience. Like, I started crying a little bit, laughing, and it wasn't because, like, you know, the the tears were not bad tears. They were happy tears. But it was like, I felt like I had locked my body. I had locked my soul and my body connection to my soul in a way that I never had before. And it didn't feel like just this very, like, external experience of pleasure or whatever. It felt like this this very holistic spiritual experience because I was so in my body and so connected to it and it felt like this this gift this reward for finally fully connecting to it and what was really interesting about this was because like I said I didn't just experience like understanding like how to have a relaxed orgasm right and not need to tense or not need to fake it I also started to learn how I wanted to be touched and how I'm able to articulate all of that in a much more clear way because I could explain even to myself I'm like oh I actually like a really like gentle pressure around my nipples but I like like a firm holding the palm around them first and then I like this and I like that right I could explain all of that with much more detail and the cool part about that was I noticed that as I was able to express better what I liked and and needed when it came to pleasure and and sex and everything I was starting to be able to do that in other ways. Like I was, because I was also aware of like when I was overwhelmed, when I was anxious, when I was feeling triggered by something, when I was upset and what I needed in that moment. Cause I was actually fucking listening to myself for the first time in my life. And so I was actually able to have much better relationships with my partners. And it wasn't even just in romantic settings either. Cause like I, I could actually express like, if a friend texted me and and was like, hey, I need to vent right now, I could actually tune in with myself and, and recognize, like, I'm fucking overwhelmed right now. I can't handle it. And text back and say, I'm not available for it right now, but I let me text you later and see if I'm open, if that, like, if you still need it, right? I could do that. And of course, there's those times when somebody is like not going to honor what you need and not going to give you what you need. But what I was starting to recognize was maybe these are not the right people for me because I'm, I know that I'm not okay with this. And I know that I don't have the ability anymore to deny myself what I need or to force myself to do something that I don't want or don't need, right? So it helped me to start questioning what was good for me, what wasn't good for me, who was good for me, who wasn't good for me, and to have better language to help the people in my life, whether that be a partner that, you know, like a romantic partner or a friend or whatever, it helped me to be able to use better language to express like, this is what I'm going through right now. This is what I need. 
in in all of the good and the bad ways and i'm i'm saying that loosely because again i don't believe anything is good or bad um it's just all information so like if i am overwhelmed i think it's a great thing to be able to say hey i'm overwhelmed and i need a hug right now or i need you know to just be silent right now um or hey i i really want to have you kiss me like this that would feel good or I want to hug right now because that would feel amazing and I just I'm my soul desires physical connection at the moment or again if it's in bed same thing like being able to express that more clearly and then what I how I need it when I need it what I need and what I noticed from that is every relationship that I've been with since that Everything is so much more satisfying and it's been a lot easier for me to give the same to any partner that I'm with. And in, in my friendships, all of those have become so much better because, again, I am able to express what I need and don't need or what boundaries I have, you know, when I'm when I'm at my limit, when I'm not, right? I'm able to do all of that stuff in a much healthier, more empowered way. So the relationships I have, I feel safer to be more vulnerable with people because for years I just was not able to be very vulnerable with people. It felt scary to me because in my experience, vulnerability and trying to share my emotions and feelings meant I was going to be in trouble somehow. So yes, all of this was started to actually have an orgasm and then have a relaxed orgasm to where I didn't feel like I had to tense or fake it or anything like that. But the payoff was so much bigger than that. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, this all sounds amazing and I definitely want to try more of this. I hope that you share with me anything that comes up for you. I hope that you share with me any successes that you have, anything, if you've already explored stuff like this and you just be like, oh my God, same, same, same. And you just want to share that with me. Please reach out and share this with anybody that you think could use this. If you liked this episode, if it got, gave you something, please subscribe. Please make sure you leave me a review. And again, if you are interested in doing deeper work on this and being able to have some of those same results and not just in bed, but like in relationships in general, I highly, highly, highly recommend you check out Unleash because it's an incredible program. I'm so proud of what we've created with it. And again, it's literally based off of both of our experiences. And the great part about it is many of our experiences are the same, but many of them are different. So like if you have more of like the religious shamey end of things and maybe you didn't have so much of the issue of not being able to orgasm, but there's like those issues of, you know, being able to express what you need or feeling like worrying about being too much and having too many needs in a relationship, Melissa has you there. If you have similar experiences to mine, I've got you there. So check that out. Like I said, it is in the show notes. And again, please send this to anybody that you think could use it. Share your thoughts, share your feelings, leave me a review, do all the good things. And I hope that this gave you something inspiring because again, Exploring your body for pleasure, yes, it may seem like not as big of a priority, but trust me, the payoffs for it are huge. And sometimes they happen in ways that you don't even see coming until they're there. So 
don't knock it because it's important. 